is enough I can't take this BS any longer It's gone far enough You wanna claim my soul You'll have to come and break down this door I knew that something was going on wrong When you started laying down the law I can't move my hands I break out in sweat I wanna cry, can't take it anymore But this has gotta stop Enough is enough I can't take this BS any longer It's gone far enough You wanna claim my soul You'll have to come and break down this door I've been around a long, long time I've seen it all and I'm used to being free I know who I am, try to do what's right So lock me up and throw away the key But this has gotta stop, enough is enough I can't take this BS any longer It's gone far enough You wanna claim my soul You'll have to come and break down this door That Marxist mix there was super powerful. This is a very powerful video, I think. It really is, and it says a lot. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Uh, we'll save the rest of that for another day. Uh, I thought that was so appropriate, and, you know, I love Clapton anyway, but uh, but it's such a good video from the perspective of, you know, he's coming from, he had the vaccine, he got the booster shot. All of a sudden, his hands aren't working anymore. He couldn't play his guitar how long ago did this happen? This is not that long ago. This is May. Wow. Yeah. And he's worked his way out of it, I guess. Uh, uh, but, you know, obviously he has a little bit of a story to tell there uh, as far as what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And now at his concerts, uh, he will not have a concert where they refuse to let people who are unvaccinated in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is he yeah. still finding venues to have I don't know. This, uh, this, I'm uh, sure you know, he will, though. Th- uh, stay tuned. The story continues. It's interesting because I was actually seeing on TikTok, there's a bunch of other big artists that are saying, hey, this venue's oh, saying yeah. that you've got to be vaccinated. Van Morrison. I mean, there's a bunch of them. But let's uh, let's get started. Welcome to Sovereign Minds Podcast. And uh, we're here in the studio with uh, everybody. <laughs> with everybody, yeah. <laughs> we got my sister, Linda, who does Hi, all I'm the heavy Linda. lifting. Cyber Dave Johnson is... Uh, uh, you know, our, our uh, high-tech uh, cyber guy, Good. his and wife, his Eden. main support. Hello, Eden. everyone. <laughs> and then our special guest is Elizabeth McEwen. What? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Alyssa. I don't know why I said Elizabeth. I know who to Alyssa. Sorry. Ooh, Alyssa I'm McEwen. I'm sorry. I had to say that. I'm, uh, yeah, you know, get a little tongue-tied in here <laughs> sometimes. Go too fast. You're over well, here, Johnny yeah. Depp in it. You're Elizabeth. I mean, <laughs> that's, you're sounding She's a little more cover. like uh, Hannibal Lecter there for a second. <laughs> but, but, uh, oh, no, let's not do that. No she Hannibal. doesn't like that one with the fava oh, beans. No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, See? But, See, thank you, Alyssa. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> we're... I uh, I consider uh, Alyssa one of my good friends, best friends, actually, and uh, she has been the leader of the recall movement in such a way that has been dynamic. She's a great speaker. Uh, she has uh, brought more life and energy to the patriot movement at this point than anybody I've seen in years. Uh, and so we want to welcome you into the studio here, and we want you to... Uh, 
you know, tell us your story. Uh, do you have yeah, some questions? I, I w- well, I would like her to start at the beginning and not yeah. just with, with the Board of Supervisors, but you as a person. What were you doing before you got up there in the front of the supervisors with your bullhorn? And I should add... This is only our second podcast. So I want people to, you know, know who you are and right. why you did what you did and what brought, brought it all forward. Yeah. Okay. Well, first, I just want to say thank you, Mark and Linda, because you guys have been doing this way longer than I have even lived here. And for holding the line as long as you have. I know we had a long conversation about that uh, a while back. Thank you, young lady. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as as you point out, I mean, you already had a patriot movement going and happening while I was still figuring all this stuff out. Right. So I'm just so thankful to now be part of that community. You guys have really welcomed us in with open arms um, and that. That's been really encouraging, right? Well, I'll never forget the bullhorn day. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, neither will I, even though I try to. Um, So to answer your question, Linda, so prior to that, so as soon as, and I've gone over some of this, but with what was happening with COVID, Mm -hmm. I'll start in, I think it was, what, May of twenty. About 2020. 2020. Yeah. Gosh, that wow. seems like a decade ago. I can't wow. remember is that, anymore. Is that amazing? I is mean, that right? How long this been going on? So when yeah. the Cottonwood Rodeo was, mm. and um, I did not go to the rodeo, but I was really impressed that our sheriff at the time didn't enforce the stay-at-home order at the rodeo. I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. I had gotten a lot of feedback from friends that were there, that right. it was wonderful, and they took their moms, and you know, it was just just like old times. And so I felt inspired to write a letter and just say, thank you. Thank you for upholding your oath to the Constitution, not enforcing these asinine stay-at-home orders. And I asked my neighbors, hey, you know, if I go to support the sheriff on Saturday at 9 a.m. in front of his his building, would you come with me? Mm-hmm. And a couple of them said yes, and they called their friends, and we made some posters and cool. showed up simply as a support, as a thank you to our local law enforcement. And shortly thereafter, I met um, Rally Sally, Sally mm-hmm. Raposa, yeah. at a, um, a another group event that was happening. And I said, you know, I see you on social media. You're in this reopened Shasta Facebook group. Um, it looks like, you know, you might know mm-hmm. some folks. How do you feel about doing a rally with us? Again, in support of our law, law enforcement and... Um, as a way of, you know, telling our community we want local control. Right. And during this time, I'm doing research, trying to figure out, well, what is local control? What would that look like? And she goes, oh, yeah, I think I could put some, <laughs> I think I could put some feelers out. And lo and behold, right. the next weekend, we have an event on the corner of where Shasta Mall is. And you guys were there. That was the first time I met you, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a couple hundred people showed up that what day. A, <laughs> what a few, yeah. That was really crazy. So it went from like 20 people in front of the sheriff's office to like hundreds and hundreds of <laughs> right. people in a period of, I mean, gosh, what was that? A, a few week? weeks. Two mm-hmm. weeks yeah. maybe between yeah. those two things. Um, and I had met you and I had a t-shirt on that said, uh, Sovereign Mama and you said, "Ah, oh, I think there's sovereign minds that might we might be, we might get along. We might get along here." <laughs> I remember that conversation. So um, that event was really powerful. I think we all realized that there were a lot more people in this community who realized something's not right here. 
mm-hmm. with these edicts coming right. down from the governor. Um, and then I think it was maybe the following week, we went to the Board of Supervisors chambers. And again, that was with a group of maybe 100 people. And the rest is history. <laughs> history, so to speak. Yeah, huh? it is. Yeah. It's, uh, and uh, wow, what a, what a whirlwind uh, of events has been happening worldwide. You know, I mean, right. it's just uh, incredible. You see that Clapton video. And I mean, he's in England. You know, and uh, they're they're under, starting to understand what's going on too. This is not about the COVID, I don't think anymore. This is about control and lockdowns and government overreach and so forth. And you know, when that first started that summer in the heat, out in the smoke, uh, being locked out, uh, and then people standing up outside and saying, "We enough is enough." You with the bullhorn. I'm not sure if that was my bullhorn or your. That was Melissa's. Melissa's bullhorn. bullhorn. No, I still don't own a bullhorn. It's not mine. Okay? <laughs> that was that was a moment. But, yes, yes, it was. But um, and it only happened that way because uh, I had been told that. I would be able to go in and read the letter. Right. Right. I had talked. So, what's your to, nationality? Oh, um, well, let's just go with lots of European. <laughs> we'll <leave it> <laughs> I got a good mix there. Because uh, we don't, you don't want to, you don't want to tick her off. Was kind <laughs> of that, my point. That, that's what you know. And it was, it was something I'd never done something like that before. Right. I've never even spoken into a bullhorn before that moment. I mean, there's just never been an opportunity in my life. I'm not a protester. I'm not. That's not something that was usual for me. You were so good. I thought maybe you took a class on bullhorn. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, no. So one of the things that strikes me about you in particular, and about what you've done, is you are the average working class mom. You are the mm-hmm. person that has seen what's going on. You exude this beautiful femininity mm-hmm. and this kindness, this lovingness, and this caringness. And at the same time, you are this beautiful, protective woman of your children and of your rights that is the bear when it ends up coming time. And we saw that with this bullhorn event. We saw that coming out. And that's what is kind of important here. When you end up looking at it, this is the average mom that is exuded by what you did and by what you're still continuing to do. And it's beautiful as far as I'm concerned. And Can you send all those adjectives to my husband, please? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was wonderful. That, that's kind of that's kinda why I wanted to start at the very beginning with it, because of that, to point that's that right. out to people, that she isn't, you know, I you weren't doing this before. You weren't involved. You weren't, you weren't looking together a bunch nope. of people and protest or any of that. You were just simply trying to say thank you. I got to say. That is how it started. And then it just, you know, the it's sort of a river creating its own course, you know, as it keeps moving. Right. Right. So so here came down this flood where I realized I, I and I wasn't a constitutionalist before this started. <laughs> I really wasn't. I just sort of I had been paying attention to what was going on mm-hmm. and it was upsetting. And I knew deep down something wasn't right. And I started digging into it. I pull, I literally pulled out the Bible and the Constitution, and I went, I need some direction. Mm-hmm. And you I could learned, see, the, you could see the awakening occurring as uh, just observing as you. Time went on, yes, absolutely, yeah, and it's yeah. still going on. I mean, the more the typical, right? The adage that the more you know, the more you realize you don't know, right? It's very true. Um, and once enlightened, there's no going back. Right. Once you've seen the light, I mean, and we've again something we've talked about <laughs> in depth because. I've realized, as you pointed out um, so kindly, 
this is for my kids at right. this point. I mean, yeah. I and where I see this going, and I really don't mean this in hyperbole, although it'll sound crazy, is is slavery. Mm-hmm. And I won't mm-hmm. allow my children to grow up enslaved. I will do everything in my power to keep them free. Yes. So yeah. here well, we go. This yeah, movement, here we are. This movement is actually driven by uh, women, moms, uh, especially, yeah. uh, like you were saying, the mother bear instinct. Uh, and we've got some amazing women in this movement. Yeah. I mean, I, it almost pains me to say that just because, uh, you know, you like to think that, you know, strong men are going to stand up and do mm-hmm. this. But, you know, I mean, the strongest people in this movement so far have been the women. You know, you yeah. got Rally, uh, Sally, you got Melissa. And, and that's not to say there's no strong men either. Right. But, you know, you start naming them, you know, Regina and, and uh, Lisa. And I mean, you just there's go down the line. And my there's, sister. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, to that note, it's incredible. I think one of the big things that we see on this is the men have been trapped in this system for far too long to where they are working class. They are constantly at their jobs. When do we see these board of supervisor meetings? They're at the right. times when the men are yeah. at these places. That's a good point. What is What we're seeing right now is that we have a system that's set up. We were talking about this with the DMV, for instance. Do you know how difficult it is to go into the DMV on a work day to try to get no, stuff No, because done? I never go there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I go real early. But I understand but, but, but what you're saying. You, your point, but at the same time, coming from a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. is... This is natural for us. Mm-hmm. You start attacking our young, yep, and it's a whole different ball game out there. Mm-hmm. So let's, you know, let's uh, let's, uh, for lack of better verbiage, circle back here a little bit. Kitchen <laughs> sucky. I hate, I hate that. Back. I hate that now. That, that phrase has got yeah. is taken it's on corrupted. a whole new. It's corrupted totally. <laughs> it's like sustainable or something. Uh, smart climate energy. change smart yeah exactly i hate that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so you were at the board of supervisors you were yep. standing out there you were angry because the, not only had they shut the uh the boardroom i mean they pulled the seats out yeah that eventually happened so they locked us out in the heat and the smoke and then by the time they let us back in um oh so graciously they had physically removed the seat bottoms from the chairs in the chambers so to limit the capacity in the room. Well, what do you say to the people that say, well, this is all for everybody's own good. This was to stop the spread of the pandemic. The two weeks turned into, well, where are we at now? <laughs> 18 months. 18 months. Uh, what do you say to the people that are on the other side that are saying that we're just a bunch of nutcases, we're violent, you know, uh, this is uh, about stopping a pandemic, and they, they did what was necessary? For all the people that disagree with what we're trying to to do and that don't agree that liberty is the best way to manage even a pandemic, I would say we're fighting for you too. We're standing for you too, because it is your choice to be vaccinated. It's your choice to receive medical care, right? These are all choices that we want for everyone. Um, And that is, that's something I wish we, meaning the side that I'm on, could explain a little better and with more clarity. I think there's a danger in having the government in control of your health care. Because what happens is if you no longer control your body, then who's ever in charge controls you through that mechanism. Absolutely. And that's, again, this has been something that in particular moms in California have been concerned with with SB mm-hmm. 276 and SB 277 when those yeah. passed, right. right? So this is 
another reason that I think moms were ready to get involved. They had sort of been primed a couple yeah. of years ago with, whoa, here's some government overreach on my children's bodies for them to be able to go to school, right. private school too, not just public school. Um, you know, these mandated vaccinations that are not based on when your child begins school, but rather based on the CDC schedule at the time. Wow. So realizing, ooh, this could change, and it has changed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. HPV going from not being mandated to being mandated for our children to go to school. Mm-hmm. So I think we see now very clearly, okay, well, it's just a COVID vaccination. Well, what is it next? How many boosters are there yeah. going to be? Well, What's think, the next required well, thing? A lot of these I think that's a, a, just let me cue this up and then I'll let you go here. Uh, I think that's a good time to go ahead and cue up that video on the uh, from Kim Iverson, the bombshell. And when uh, when we get that queued up, but go ahead. So. What's interesting about all this, I lost my thought. (laughs) (laughs) And and so again, I just want to point out that the benefit of of using liberty as your baseline, Right. right, is that it allows everyone to choose what is best for themselves. And as soon as you begin departing from that, yeah, you're going to get yourself into some hot water. Well, when you start letting elected bureaucrats that have no medical training issue an edicts based on politics and, and in general uh, and what's good for them and their power and so forth. And we know that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. You are start treading into, if you're not careful, Nuremberg territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where you're headed at, because if you look at what they've done, it violates all 10 platforms of the Nuremberg Code. And the Nazis that implemented the Nuremberg Code in Germany, you know, we're good Germans uh, at, the, at that point. Or they, they got executed over this stuff because they said they would never allow it again. But because they get it wrong, they're no smarter than us, uh, the, the politicians. It, it's it's not just that. It's also that science gets it wrong. And that's the beautiful right. thing about science. It's actually supposed to get it wrong, right? That's the test hypothesis. We're supposed to, it, yeah, we're yeah, supposed yeah. To, we're supposed so, to question it. <laughs> we're supposed to question it. And we're supposed to get new information. We're not supposed to stick with dogma. Dogma in science right. should be something that, that we actively work against well the earth is flat right but right but we (laughs) that was consensus but we've ended up with um you know a dogma about this science a dogma about what works regardless of the new information that comes in and what does that turn into it turns into the religion of scientism which Mm -hmm. is what we were talking about before the podcast started absolutely and and so government becomes god if you're not careful so this whole thing has morphed hasn't it yes that's what i was going to say it doesn't just stop with the vaccines well let's play this clip you know it, it 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 encompasses everything if Absolutely. you allow it at one step let's and you play, go to the next. Let's play the next. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's play this clip because I think this just came out. This is a bombshell. This proves that the people who didn't want to get vaccinate, vaccinated are much better off than the people that actually fell in line and ran off the cliff because the government told them to. And if, and, and this has been verified. This is this is actual science. Okay. Now this is the hill. The hill's not by any stretch of the imagination a right wing organization. Mm-hmm. They're kind of left leaning. All right, so go ahead and uh, play this clip, and uh, then we can talk about it afterwards. here in the U.S., but it wasn't always. In the instance of chickenpox, the CDC recommends vaccination for those who haven't had a previous infection. On their website, under the heading, Who Needs a Chickenpox Vaccine?, the CDC says, quote, 
people 13 years of age and older who have never had chickenpox or received chickenpox vaccine should get two doses at least 28 days apart, unquote. Same thing for the measles and even polio if they are not combined with other vaccines. Even during the smallpox outbreak, when vaccines became mandated, the Certificate of Immunity clearly gives clearance for those who had previously recovered from smallpox. So what's the difference now? Why suddenly, after over 100 years of recognizing previous infection as a robust form of immunity, are we suddenly rejecting science by forcing vaccines on absolutely everyone? Are public health officials just caving to the demands of a frightened public? Are they caving to the desires of greedy big pharma? In the European Union, where some countries have implemented vaccine passports, people can obtain one by either showing proof of vaccination, testing negative for the virus within 72 hours, or through proof of recovery from previous infection. This is based on sound science. So what is it that is causing this sudden rejection of widely accepted science here in the United States? We currently have colleges, corporations, big tech, politicians, and U.S. public health officials all openly excluding natural immunity as a basis for medical exemption. When recovered, patients raise an eyebrow over policies mandated they be vaccinated. Their educations, their livelihoods, and their ability to participate in society are threatened. Take, for example, Gianna Norris, a fiscal officer at Michigan State University. She recovered from COVID-19 late last year and has naturally acquired immunity. Now, even though she recently received two antibody tests that demonstrate her robust immunity from reinfection, the university is threatening disciplinary action and termination if she does not comply with, comply with the school's mandatory COVID-19 vaccination policy. Now, she's currently suing. Well, and also that study comes from uh, is the Israeli study where 80% of the population has, uh, uh, you know, been vaccinated mm -hmm. and they're spiking with COVID mm -hmm. cases because the, they're f figuring out that not only does that Hi, actually... I'm my Patriot Supply. <laughs> Free advertising. <laughs> not only does the 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 vaccine not prevent you from spreading it, it also doesn't last very long. It's not a study was up to a million people, and so uh, that's the thing is that they're they're not using science. It's been politicized, uh, but well, it doesn't. That? But that's the thing is, this is why we shouldn't, as Americans, we cannot make policy based on science. It, that mm -hmm. is where the error is. So as much as I appreciate what she said, it's problematic for me because it's still not addressing the core issue. I don't need this science versus that science to decide whether or not there should be exemptions. The exemption must be the foundation. That must be our baseline. I should not have to justify. If I go to the doctor and they say, oh, well, uh, you, you, you're you depressed. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you antidepressants. Mm -hmm. They can't mandate antidepressants on me because I might decide, well, I want to try yoga or Tai Chi or right. some right. homeopathic, whatever, right? Natural remedies, chamomile tea, I don't know. Go on vacation. Not to say that antidepressants don't work mm -hmm. or that I shouldn't take them if I am depressed, right? But rather that it's up to me. Now, you have eventually, right? So what I'm saying is I, do, I don't have to get an exemption to not take what that doctor prescribed me because the baseline is it's my body. I get to make the best yep. decisions. Right. For it. Now, same thing for cancer. Same thing for mm -hmm. pick any 
disease, any ailment, and I don't have to get an exemption for it. Why? Because it's my body. It is my choice. Mm -hmm. I get to choose how to treat myself. So why are we doing it any differently with COVID? Mm-hmm. That's, it's completely out of bounds. And it, it's because we cannot base policy on science. We have to base policy on our foundations, which are found in the Constitution, that mm-hmm. say, I have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, meaning my right to my conscience, to choose what is best for myself. So again, I love that the news is covering the science. I love that finally we're seeing both sides. Yes. But to me, it's the wrong conversation. Well, I agree with uh, you. Yeah, I agree it, with it you. makes sense. It's uh, it's uh, and and, and uh, you're sounding violent now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like I was saying, before got me all fired up again. Yeah. Before the clip, it, then it starts encompassing everything. Where does it stop right. with that? It's a slippery slope. You, you know, right? I, I should have my options or my choice. And have my foundation, no matter what it is in regards to. Absolutely. And those examples I just gave could be unfortunate real side effects, unintended consequences of mandating something like a vaccine. Because it removes uh, that, that autonomy, that sovereignty to make our own decisions for what's best with our bodies. And this is where I struggle with, um, I follow Dan Crenshaw. Um, And he's vaccinated, as are most politicians. Mm -hmm. And it's so frustrating for me because they continue to say, you know, oh, I'm opposed to this. Do what's best for you. But science. No, stop with the but science. Choose what's right for you, period. Sorry. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So that's what I said. Because I completely agree. And you're actually making me really fire. I'm like, no, I just want to (laughs) say. That's what they don't want. They base the science thing, as you guys were talking about, into a religion mm. to control your body and control your children. Like, they're calling mothers that are, like, they're not anti-vaccination. They're pro-informed consent. They Absolutely. want to be informed. They're calling them crazy mothers. Like, I heard from, like, uh, I believe it was Terry who was saying that all of you guys who were at the Board of Supervisors that day where they kept you out, they were... Like, read articles saying that you guys were extremists, mm-hmm. that you guys were crazy mothers, and maybe fought the, the fathers who were there. And so now, like, now you guys are all, like, considered extremists and crazy mothers, and all because you want the right to be able to know what's in your body, to be put in a place where you can decide yourself. So it's all be they're not they're not going to change it. at this point it's just a religion to so, them. Right. they're not going to wanting gonna, informed consent is extreme. So yeah. I want to take this back okay. to the recall, okay? Yeah. Because uh, you know we speaking got, of extremism, uh, made you yeah, think of uh, <laughs> Supervisor Leonard Modi, perhaps? Oh boy. Okay, so they've been putting stuff out there. Shasta, this is one of their uh, deals, their uh, flyers or whatever. Shasta County residents have been misled or just plain lied to about the reasons the, to recall the three Shasta County supervisors. The truth is that Joe and Leonard and Mary are just two cops in a, in a rancher and as conservative as it gets. Do you, do you have a response to that? Oh, my goodness. Where do we start? <laughs> it's, it is pure ignorance to say that the reasons for the recall are are hidden or that they're not true they're so simple betrayal of public trust need for fundamental change we don't have time to wait it was repeated four times on the day they were issued the notice of intense 
or the notices of intent to recall. Right. Mm -hmm. That day, it's been in print since then. It's been on podcasts and radio. So, (laughs) I mean, it's just ignorant to say that there's been any misleading, right? Um, uh, What was the next thing they said? Well, uh, just plain lied, misled reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, and, you know, who's really lied in this, I guess, is the question, you know. Who has lied? That's a great question, Mark. Who was uh, indicted? What what is that? An indicted? Oh, uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Convicted, actually convicted convicted by the grand jury Mm -hmm. of of malfeasance as a, that was changed to misfeasance. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, who was that? That was a supervisor, uh, Leonard Modi. Oh yeah. So that's interesting. That's the same guy that was on the court steps that was saying that we were under investigation. Yep. I believe probably the same guy that sent uh, people to your house. Yeah. Oh, when the DA came and visited me to intimidate us. Yeah. He said that he would, you know, serve and protect the people. Right. I think it's uh, also as simple as, following through on writing the strongly worded letters to the governor that they said they would do. And if I recall correctly, Supervisor Comenti had also said that he would go to the governor's office and sit there as long as he needed to, to get the variance and to get some more local control. I don't think that ever happened either. It's interesting because what did happen is the question, Uh, you know, what happened with the money that came in? You know, what happened? Uh, did they, did they, did they actually protect us? Because that's the other thing it says here is that, that, uh, uh they're, they're conservatives and they, they are conservatives. And that's why, <laughs> I, and that is one of my other favorite things to point out is that this is not just a conservative movement because yes, these are, these are they say they're concerned, but they recalling. No, no but I'm saying I'm talking. About, well, that's what I'm saying is how can they be conservatives? Because the only guys standing up for these guys are the local Marxists. I mean, you got the news cafe, you got uh, what's his name, uh, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, uh, and, uh, and 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 they protected us from the from the state, right? When and all their job needed to be was to stand in the gap between the state and the county. And yes, there is a there's a little bit of a power vacuum there and part of that has because is because of the executive orders and what's legal and what's not legal. I mean, we've never done this before right. and yes, some of it has to get litigated, but there was a lot they could have done differently and they right. chose not to. And in addition to that, they knowingly allowed Dr. Karen Ramstrom, Health and Human Services, to threaten our local businesses. Mm -hmm. And they purport that that was not the case. But I know I read them a letter, and then there was a great video that Melissa made and put out that shows um, Mike Mike Dill, Dill, who, God bless that man, uh, he and Jessica, that they came in to the Board of Supervisors and read that to them and, and... what month was that? Maybe October? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it was a while back. And yeah, then they have the gall to go and do videos, uh, anti-recall videos, saying, oh, we we stood in the gap for small businesses. Yeah. We protect them. We didn't shut <laughs> down a single Which, one. Well, yeah, I'm you, glad you brought that up because I want to put it out there for local businesses or anybody for that fact that has been impacted by what they have done, especially the local businesses, get a hold of us so we mm-hmm. can get their yeah. story out there and let the people know this is not true. Right. Kent, you know, Kent Mark at MSN.com. K E N T M A R. Just give me a call at two, two, one, zero, one, zero, one. And we'll go. set up a time. Yeah. You know, I think it, people need to know our story hasn't changed. These people's story hasn't changed. Right. Well, and I love, you know, Oh, uh, how many times did we go in and ask, especially 
supervisor Clenty, how many, how are our businesses doing? And the answer was, well, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. they don't keep track. They don't know. We won't know probably at least for another year, if that, how many businesses permanently mm-hmm. closed in Shasta County. Yeah. Because what they'll say right. is, oh, well, we went back and, and we made sure that, um, you know, we're seeing that there wasn't a, a big downturn. We're seeing that the businesses that are open are actually, they've increased in their success. Well, you're not pulling the businesses that closed. Right. Mm-hmm. This is automatically going to be biased because you're not talking about the Rita's ice cream shops that right. went out of business. Mm-hmm. You're not polling them to ask how business is. No, what, one thing they will say is they were starting to close before this pandemic. Oh, sure. I'm sure. Yeah, they people were, were starting mm-hmm. to close their business and we're hurting and we're leaving because I've talked to some of them. Right. And that's exactly what they said. Isn't it nice when you get to just drive your own narrative? That's yeah. exactly own, what they've been doing. Pick and choose your own facts. That's exactly right. what they've been right. doing. They get up so. on the, the steps of the courthouse and they tell uh, they tell that the recall movement are criminals. They're laundering money. You know, they're under investigation. All mm-hmm. of this stuff, and then the uh, the uh, lapdog uh, newspaper or, K- or TV pro, uh, station here sits there and reports all this, and the newspaper reports it all like it's fact. And then they go, "See there, they're under investigation." Well, it's a it's a smear campaign. I loved that. So they sent out the oppositions to the recall. Sent out a mailer. Where they quoted themselves in their own, they quoted themselves yeah, yeah. in their own paper. So it was Mary Rickert saying they're under investigation in your own opposition. So you create, they created the narrative, right? And then printed the narrative from the news so that it would look like the news, news had done re- some sort of investigative reporting. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's very. It's called a wraparound smear. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing <laughs> to watch this, and really, all you have to do is drive around town and look at all of the businesses that have for lease, for rent, where there used to be businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Best Little Sandwich Shop. I knew the mm-hmm. owner of it. You had three locations that are gone. You oh, had, I didn't even know that. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. The one over Those by Food sandwiches. Max, the one over there going towards uh, Weaverville, yeah. out that way, and then also the one in Anderson, all gone. I got to get another dig in on Modi because he uh, he drives. And then I want to talk about a little bit of, uh, of what was seen on a chat room the other day, uh, which was pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, Modi, okay, so he, he was the only one here that has been under investigation, has been convicted <laughs> of protecting his property while everybody else is burning yep. uh, out there. He used the sheriff's office, and now that guy got a, a you know, uh, resigned because they were after him, mm-hmm. the, the county sheriff's associations and so forth for no confidence. So now he's got a newly formed position over on the board of supervisors, uh, uh that wasn't there before and, and a raise. And, and, and so, gee, nothing going on there. No nepotism or the good old boy club. But I've been out there canvassing that, uh, that area. Yeah. And then you, I've ran out. I don't know countless roads off uh, off of uh, uh, Iron Mountain and and uh, and Rock Creek, and it's unbelievable how many uh, houses are are just gone, burned out, from burned out. Fire. Half of the half of the district is gone. Yeah. So so you know, I have a little problem uh, when this guy's acting like everybody else is the problem, but him. Well, right? and to that note, I think that. Our listeners need to know what happened with that change. What is the difference between malfeasance and misfeasance, and why was that important? That was changed by the DA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so normally um, county council would have oversight for anything grand jury, but because the Shasta County Board of Supervisors essentially holds the purse strings for the, for mm-hmm. county council, they decided that that would be a conflict of interest. So it went to the DA to be the oversight um, committee 
for mm-hmm. uh, Leonard Modi's grand jury investigation. But I think what they failed to realize is that there's a conflict of interest there as well mm-hmm. with the yeah. DA and with the County mm-hmm. Board of Supervisors. So I don't know how that'll turn out. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I, I got to bring, I got to get a few digs in here, you know, just yeah. because, okay, I, you know, we've got the, the ANC sounds like something out of Africa. The ANC what was that an African that. national Congress, okay. but we have our local one. And, uh, and oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Took a minute. so, so, you know, I see in the chat room where they're saying that, you know, the red, white, and blue project, which is not us, and I want to make sure that everybody understands that. Yeah, That's completely sub, uh, blueprint. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so they started liking Joe, evidently, because I think these guys, uh, at least that's the scuttlebutt, mm-hmm. these guys have started to sort of change a little bit. I've noticed in the last few meetings that they're starting to actually, you know, get together on certain issues and I'm they're, they're softening up on certain mm-hmm. things and, and uh, they're starting to maybe do a little bit more of the right thing. And so the comment that was made was that, well, the red, white and blueprint uh, starting to like Joe, well, what are we going to do? We should, we should, uh, we should, uh, if they like Joe, then we should, should we recall Joe too? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. You didn't see it. that one. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this is juicy. Oh, that's because it's like what I said was what well, what we should do is let's just all go. Hey, I don't like Joe anymore. You know. Well, so so, so to this or point, I like him. And I th- thought it was really interesting in the beginning of all of this because I really did believe. I still do believe that this is a bipartisan issue that we I mean, have failed leadership. Period. Mm-hmm. End of sentence. Right. right. Whether you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever. So it was interesting to me though that they have pointed out with so much intent that we're recalling Republicans as if this were a Republican movement. But I find it interesting that the only people who are actively supporting these supervisors are Democrats. <laughs> and then to go on. So I said, and let's not because that's not OK, but I think it speaks to, you know, they're saying, oh, you're recalling Rep- Republicans or you're recalling conservatives. Then why are they only being supported by the Democrats? Then why are they only being supported by Democrats? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's and interesting. That so I think policy, I think we should it? make a statement today. That we all have 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 started to like Joe Comente because because if we all like Joe Comente, then they're talking about trying to recall him. I was thinking that we so should we send, do it for all three. The, well, I, no, maybe, and we send them petitions and they can canvas for us. Oh my goodness! Dun dun dun! Uh, but is there psyops? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's 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 that psyop. This conversation. This is something that. I want to get out there. Is a, yeah. about the three organizations. Yes. Good idea. Uh, okay. You know this. I'm sorry, but this fires me up mm-hmm. when they start trying to put us all together as one. Recall Shasta, they do Red, White, purpose. and Blueprint, and the Shasta General Purpose Committee. Sure. You know, and that we we got funds going back and forth, and yeah. who's supporting that, and you're collecting money. and Yeah. So, yes, let's get some clarification about the relationships between these groups. Okay, so <coughs> Recall Shasta was uh, it's just a grassroots group of people who wanted to start a recall. They had no monies. They're just a bunch of volunteers. And they still don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yes, that is true. Okay, okay. So at one point, so they'd been having meetings, um, you know, deciding, yeah, we're going to move forward with a recall. We'll, f- You know, nobody's ever done it before. We'll figure it out as we go. Right. And this group, uh, Shasta General Purpose Committee, came alongside and said, hey, we love the idea of your recall. We want to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can do that up to, you know, 70% or whatever it is of their funds. And so Recall Shasta went, 
sweet. The first thing <laughs> we need to do, and the first thing I went to SGPC with was, hey, you know, we're going to have to print in the newspaper. Uh, that is something that costs money that we weren't really sure what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that relationship started. Um, and then we found out, you know, after talking with a lawyer, oh, well, you know, you should change the name to Shasta General Purpose Committee slash recall Shasta to create some clarity for people who want to donate, right, mm-hmm. to the vision of Shasta General Purpose Committee, knowing that they support recall Shasta. So that's what we did. Right. Um, now, that covers that side of things. Red, white, and blueprint is completely separate. They are a I think for profit LLC. Yeah. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're a docuseries that asked people in the recall, you know, can I can I video you? Can we interview you? Can we follow what you're doing? Well, sure. Yeah, you can. So anybody yeah, could speak it. at the Board of Supervisors meeting. So Carlos Zapata spoke at the Board of Supervisors meeting. And they have been trying to put us together, you and I together. Think he is on and I could be wrong, but I I think he at least was Involved with red, white, and blue, like he's a director, a producer. A I don't know. Investor. Right. I don't know. Just I don't let even me know. clarify it even further. You're not on red, white, and blue prints board. No. Nor on the Shasta Re- uh, General Purpose Committee. We don't even Neither. know who they are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I just want to get that out there yeah, because no. they want to tie it together so much. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, a smear yeah, thing. Yeah. You a know smear that. Thing. Right. That's what these guys do. Yeah. As well. So they go around filming everybody. Yep. And they're entitled to do that, folks. That doesn't mean that we have a, a relationship and we're, you know, passing money back and forth well, or right. anything between one another. No. Well, yeah. I think, too, I think people need to understand that it's not wise to just vote for the guy that has the most money to go out and spend all the advertisements. I mean, you look at that clown over in New York, how he basically threw millions upon millions of dollars and you heard his name on every YouTube video that popped up. Mm-hmm. And yet this is what we see that goes on in mm-hmm. even our local elections. I've listened to some of these guys to where I'm here in private conversations saying, oh, that guy only had a $2,000 campaign. He did good, but he needs to get a million bucks in order to win. It's like, give me a break. Well, but I mean, yeah, unfortunately, yes, kind of that how is it works true. right now. But that's up to us. And that, that is what, up to us. What we're seeing right now is we're seeing a populist movement that they're trying to smear, and they're trying to smear it based upon using these wraparound attacks that were started from themselves, continued yeah. by themselves, and they're doing all of this with the idea and the principle that they'll put big money behind it, and we'll have these clowns in there that are going to get big money off of our backs. And this is what we've seen in this. This is why people are upset. We're upset because we're watching our businesses close. We're upset because we're watching our kids not be able to play with their friends and not be able to have a childhood. At what other point in our entire country or in the world have we seen the elderly people making the children suffer for them? We saw exactly the opposite when the reactors over in Japan were going on. The elderly people said, we know we're going to die, but we want our kids to survive. And this is what we're seeing right now. We're seeing suicide rates of these kids that are unprecedented. When you look at what's going on at COVID right now, you have these kids who are eight when this thing started that have literally 20% of their life is living in this hellscape. Mm. And that's what it is. You see these parents that are saying, put the mask on, do this, do that. You don't have anyone around you and they're in your family. And it's a religion to these people. It's disgusting. Well, I think you point out something really interesting that in recent history, um, you know, we haven't seen, you know, we have seen 
good representation from people who are older, who are, you know, hopefully wiser and are making good choices, right? And, but, but when you look at the history of the world, we do in fact see that slavery is the prevalent thing, the prevalent system. It is the prevalent system. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was only in 1776 that we, with with, with uh, America declaring our independence, that we began to see a departure from slavery as mm-hmm. the norm. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, again, I go back to what I had said maybe would sound like hyperbole about slavery, but it's really not. For millennia, slavery mm-hmm. has been the norm, including enslaving children. I mean, books are full yeah. of it. The history books are full of it. Yeah. And, and slavery based on uh, racial, slavery based on religion, slavery based on- uh, Crime? You, Anything. Any crime. country in the world. Anything. Anything. There's anything. always been slavery. It's, 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 if you, it's really I was about. I talking with my son. I said, if you spin the globe and at the same time you spin the clock and you put your finger down, you are almost guaranteed to land somewhere in the world at some point in time where slavery is yes. ongoing, where you have yes. a, a dictator that is ruling. That's because right. the Bible and the power Bible. corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Right. And, There's a reason that that's yeah. an adage, right? Um, and so that is what I am working to prevent because it is the prevalent, it is the overwhelming way of human nature. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why it, we were we, supposed to bind them down with the chains of a constitution. That's right. That's yeah. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. And it's why he also said that the price of liberty is constant vigilance. Eternal. It's why they talk about the Republic being the great right. experiment. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the words they use to describe it are that. They're, so, all, they're all relevant and people want, right. to, want to dismiss them as being irrelevant. But when you really study, you study the thought process, the intent and everything, you find out it's more relevant now than it has ever been. Well, and I love how Thomas Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence, the line where he says, and all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. So that tells us multiple times he's saying history is showing us that people are accustomed to poor treatment to slavery. And we put up with it because that's human nature, that we know the option is to right ourselves by doing what? By abolishing the forms to which we are accustomed, by saying, no, no more masks, no, I'm staying with bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. But it's easier to just go, you know what, just comply. Until it gets yeah, to, until, all go until away. it and that's becomes. Joe Comenti yes. says all the time. We have video of him. He said it more than once. And Mary has, uh, you know, essentially said the same thing. Just comply, and this will all go away. Until yeah. it's just like what we've been doing with the vi- the, 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 the 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 Rona. You know, I mean, uh, you. It's not going to stop as long as you keep complying, and right? that's what happens. Yeah. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Let's go back to the money because that's what we're talking about here. Why? Why would these guys? continue to take these stances. I mean, we talked about helping the community. You know, they're supposed to be our, our, our leaders. They're supposed to be the, the pillars of the community that are, you know, helping the community, you know, do what's uh, right. And, you know, if you look at the last COVID money, and I think that this is about money. There's a lot of things going on here behind the scenes that we're not seeing. They said mm-hmm. it was about money from the very beginning. Mary, I think it's Mary who says, oh, but the governor's, you know, don't step out of line or you'll compromise your funding. Right. And that's people who don't go to the board of supervisors and we try to explain this and show it and we've got you know uh, links to it, it 
So again, if there's any confusion about the recall, that again is ignorance. Um, it has always been about the money. And the reason it continues, because I had somebody recently ask me, oh, well, but the CARES money is out, it's done. It's been right. spent. No, did you? There's a it's whole- more coming. There's a whole new batch coming, and yep. it's more. Mm-hmm. And CSAC, the California State Board for the uh, Board of Supervisors, they put out their, it's like a newsletter or budgetary thing where they said, oh, here's what our plans are for the next round. This is how we're going to use all the f- money. Mm-hmm. So- why turn off the faucet, right? right. If you're in their mm-hmm. position where you're low risk, still nobody's really putting up a fight, not paying attention, why would you compromise the funding? And, and nobody's questioning how we're spending the money. Well, but, and the people who are questioning it get attacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're violent. Yeah. You're an extremist. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you know, uh, they're conservatives. You know, how I, dare I, you question you, us? You know, the mm-hmm. thing is, if you look at the budget over the last 10 years, I mean, they've doubled it. I mean, it went from $300 million to $600 million. Only 10,000 more po- people have come into the county to increase the population. Uh, how do you double your budget in 10 years and have uh, just a small percentage of the population come in? How do you justify that? Because that's really what What's been going on? These guys have been spending and spending and spending and spending, which is the nature of government. Yep. And that's what they do. And well, and money isn't bad. It's not that we don't want more money in the county, <laughs> right. right? It just mm-hmm. depends but, on who's counting the money or in control of the money. Right. Mm-hmm. And whose money it is. At the yeah. end, because they've also said, oh, well, why are you making such a fuss about this? This isn't county funds. You're right. It's state funds. Whose pocket does that come from? Right. Tax money is tax money is tax money. It's still coming from, from us. us. Yes. Mm-hmm. The government does not produce anything that makes money. Mm-hmm. So it's always taxpayer dollars. So I don't care if it came from the county or from the state or federal. That's still mine. Well, it's like the CARES money and $18 million right back into the county to, to hire more people, shore up their pensions. In the meantime, I'm out running these roads out here in this fire district uh, with a little old lady who's 94 years old, an ex-nurse, you know, who can't afford to pay the permits to rebuild. Wow. You know, and then there's people living in trailers all over out here. Absolutely. I mean, I think about it. And, and she was, come, you know, I mean, she... I wasn't even sure if I was going to get her to sign the petition at first because I didn't think she could come out of the house and she was blind. Wow. Okay. But she wasn't fully blind. She was legally blind. So she, I guess, had, you know, where you can see like out of the bottom of your eyes Mm -hmm. uh, so she could focus on the paper. And uh, so we got her, you know, over to uh, one of those uh, things they use to wrap cables around and, you know, like a table. And she had her little chair there. and, and her out. Yeah, and she did it. I mean, I, I like, I'd almost like to get a picture of that one and sign it or, or frame it, you know, just because she did it, you know, and uh, she wasn't totally within the lines and, and everything. But her parting words to me was, get rid of those son, sons of bitches. We can say that on, uh, on a podcast. Uh, and that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. These guys are going, well, oh, you know, they protect this, uh, the, we protected the county and we were all for the people. No, you weren't. I mean, you're out there protecting, he's out there protecting his own freaking property. These guys are getting burnt out. Yeah. They, they set up the, the fees so you can't even afford to rebuild unless you're in the club. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden there's favors here and there's favors there. And, 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 and I've talked to multiple people about that. And, they're, and then they're afraid of this guy as well. They're very intimidated. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that are afraid of this guy. And I wonder why. I talked to one guy. Uh, we talked to the one guy and he'd known him for years and years and went years. To went to school with, with him in grade school. And he was like, 
No, but, I'm but with he, you guys. He, yeah, he, yeah, he was with us, but he was saying his father was even involved, like the good old boys. Yeah, right. once again. Well, Modi's way, father was. Yeah, good. yeah way, way back this goes way back. Day, so he knew know? the whole history, yeah. and he was like, "Hey, I'm I, I I'm with you guys 100 percent." And oh. they ended up making him do that, and not only that, he had to pay like 30 grand to go ahead and get that trenched and get that put in. That's what I'm and talking And then about. it needs to be inspected. And they didn't have anybody to come out and inspect it. And they told him, oh, just go ahead and bury it up yourself. And he said, like hell. He said, you already just charged me all this money and made me do all this stuff and wouldn't even let me take it down. Like hell, I'm not going to well, turn around and just that's bury where we're headed. You know, so, and I, I got one thing about Modi. I, I got to dig on him. Is it, You go back to what he's done in the community. He was a police officer. He took an oath. He got fired. Well, well hold on. Yeah. To serve and protect. That's been his motto all along. And he is the one that got caught one time that we know of. We're not talking about anything else. But isn't there, you know, there's a term for that when you take somebody's trust. Right. Yeah. And you misuse it it's, and it's abuse it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's part I'm of the sorry. recall. Uh, the, you know. You know. <laughs> the trust part. Uh, betrayal uh, of trust. Yeah. yeah. Betrayal it's of trust. It's like betrayal of trust. Yeah. Yeah. So I we mean, probably you know, really? we, we probably yeah. we're we're probably getting close to running out of time here. Yeah, we yeah, and, we, uh, well we did need that. to probably let, wrap this up. So uh, you know what uh, what uh, words of wisdom and sage uh, <laughs> sagenessness uh, uh, sagenessness I guess. I don't know if that's the word sagenessness. Sagation. Thank you. Ooh, I, I can spell it, now. but I don't, I'm not sure I could say it. <laughs> um, what do you got? No, I mean, I think we have to expect for these supervisors to be emboldened in their corruption and to be emboldened in their backdoor dealings mm -hmm. if they're not recalled. Yes, it's going to get so worse. All of these people are saying, oh, well, I, oh, I support you 100%, but I don't want to sign that. First, they're signature and all of their information is private by law that's extremely important that they know that yes um and second that if they don't sign out of fear what that, does that say that they mm -hmm. are they are endangering both themselves and future generations in this county so if you want good government make sure you sign this recall it's the most important thing they will do and yeah. i i want to say before we end i i think we have enough signatures on one of them Mm -hmm. We're right there. Yeah. We're right there. We will not turn and, and away say, for and a signature. Yeah, and we're not going away. And we're not going away. And we're not going to stop. September 29th. Yep. And uh, we are actively gathering signatures to this recall. We have a lot of business owners that were hurt uh, over the last year and are upset that the county grew their administration more than they helped small business owners yeah. with that CARES money. Yep. And so there mm -hmm. are permanent signing locations. I know Dills Deli is one of the easiest ones that comes we to mind. We can also post them on yeah. uh, the website. If you website. can post them, yeah, that'd be great. We'll post them. Yeah. Deli. Yeah, my Facebook okay, page, Mark, uh, Mark Kent with, with the Jefferson flag. Uh, and a lot of times I read the location. Oh, good. So, yeah. And so I just think, you know, we have to remember that we're already in the thick of it. This is for our posterity. This yeah. is for our children. This is for our grandchildren. This is for what we want as a heritage in Shasta County. Sign the recall. And, and, and this is something we want across change. the United States. We want to be able to show people that it can be Wouldn't done. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would well, be well, cool. to that With, note, so I want to say this real quick, too. If you've seen 
what we're doing here. And if you've seen the heart that's behind this, because we're all basically just bearing it out. This is real. This is raw. This is how we feel. This is what we see. This is the fight that we have right. been in. If you see that and think to myself, wow, I'd really like to be a part of that. You can. We need your help. Right yes, now. that's a good yes. point. If you can come right. out here and you you can start canvassing, you can start Get doing a hold this. of the recall uh, people. Yeah, there's several. Yeah. 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 Good point. There's several things you can do if you can't walk canvas. There's always something Another pair of hands yeah. can yes. be used somewhere. With and, that said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because yeah. we could do this all day. <laughs> okay. I want to thank everybody uh, yeah, for being thank here. Thank you for coming in, Elizabeth. Uh, I, I want to thank uh, Dave and his wife, me. Edith, yes, my sister, you. and thank especially uh, Elizabeth. Not Elizabeth. <laughs> not Elizabeth. <laughs> not Elizabeth. <laughs> Alyssa. Thank you for now, everything now, you Now we know her is not Elizabeth. <laughs> there you go. Alyssa McEwen, we really appreciate you coming in. And have a great day. Good show, guys. Yeah.